Hey, you're rocking with your girl SOJ Best, and you're tuned in to Wigs Off. Let's get into it. What's up, world? This is your girl XO, and I'm here solo dolo. How have you guys been holding up? I guess as well as can be expected, it has been an exorbitant amount of time since I have talked to you guys. And to be honest, it may not seem like it, but I have really, really, really missed you all. I've missed recording, creating content and fuck Rona. I am so over this pandemic. It is ridiculous. And if I'm being completely honest with you guys, I'm stuck in a rut and I don't know how long I've been here, but it is time for me to shake the fuck back and move on, not move on, but just do something else. Get back to as normal of a day-to-day routine as I can. And some of you may feel me on this and some of you may not just from a cultural background or even uh, being a different gender. But as a black woman from a young age, we're taught to be stoic either from our life experiences, lack thereof from seeing our mothers or grandmothers be stoic But I'm fucking sick of it. Today is me coming to you guys being as vulnerable as I can be. And hopefully this episode will give you some type of release or you can relate to it some type of way. Because for me, I plan on um, this episode being kind of cathartic, releasing some of the things that I've been holding on to, just being vulnerable And trying to get in a different headspace. And maybe recording and talking to you guys can help me do that. When I initially... Well, not when I initially thought to record this episode. Because uh, Oh Snap is G told me I needed to do an episode by myself a long, long time ago. But I initially recorded this episode here. Fuck Rona about three weeks ago. But I was not in the right headspace. And it was definitely on some rah-rah soapbox type shit. And that's not where I'm at right now. So I had to just scratch that episode. It it was good content, but it, I just, I wasn't in the right place. And I want to make sure my head and heart are in the right place when I'm recording content. And that I'm really into it that way. Y'all can get the 100% unadulterated EXO. So here we are today. I'm open open and vulnerable during this episode. And in the past, I have equated being vulnerable with being weak. Of course, with certain things, you have to put up this brick wall and show the world that you're tough. 
because the real world can eat you up if you don't seem tough on the exterior and inside it's really just a little girl or a little boy who's fighting to be seen to be heard to be respected and if you can't admit that to yourself then or maybe that's not your experience at all but for me being a black woman and not having a father in the house don't get me wrong I did have father figures I had my uncle and my granddad my pawpaw, excuse me, my granddaddy was not the father figure that I'm speaking of. He was present, but he wasn't a father figure per se to me, in my opinion. Um, but it's just different having a male in the house. And so growing up, you have to be tough because you're one parent short already. The world is so unforgiving and it'll swallow you up if you're not mentally tough, if you're not tough, period. So to me, as a child or even as a young adult, being vulnerable, being weak, and I've never wanted to be seen as a weak woman. So today, hopefully y'all can help me crack my shell and open up with you guys. And with that being said, let's get into it. So, if I'm being completely honest with you guys, whew, Rona has been tough. Of course, we know that it's very tragic. Thousands and thousands of lives have been lost. But it's something to be said about this time of our lives. It, 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 it can definitely make you realize a lot of things about yourself. Things that you may not have even had the time to sit back and notice or take take note of things that were going on or things that meant a lot to you. Because we do typically get lost in our day-to-day chaos and we forget about the little things in our lives. And so for me, I've learned five things during this pandemic that I wanted to share with you guys about myself that I knew, but some of it I really didn't realize how deep the roots were. So I have my paper here because it's been a while since your girl recorded, so I can't come up with everything off the top of my head. Um, one, I'm inherently a people person. So I crave interactions, not just interactions with anyone, but I'm speaking more so interactions with my loved ones, my family, my friends, etc. And when you can't have something or have access to something that you really truly love and feel like you need, man, it will take a toll on your spirit. I can't even express the amount of sadness that I feel just even talking about not spending time with my family. And what sucks about Rona the most is people aren't just unable to see and talk to their families, but they're losing their family members left and right. Oh, I get emotional just thinking about it. Um, number two is <laughs> I don't hate my job as much as the world hates theirs. <laughs> to be honest, 
I don't hate my job at all. During this time, there have been a lot of people who've lost their jobs, who are trying to hold on to jobs, who um, are looking for jobs. And to be honest, I'm grateful that I, I'm, I'm an essential worker. For those of you that don't know, I'm not going to speak the job because <laughs> that's my business. <laughs> but being an essential worker and having a stable job with great benefits and just a job to go back to, some people take that for granted. But the thousands and thousands of people that are out of work or just going back to work after all these weeks don't take it for granted as much as they thought they did. And that doesn't mean that just because you're an essential worker, you can't hate your job. What I'm saying is I thought I disliked my job, but I actually don't. I actually like my job. And then the fact that I had a job to go back to humbled me and I'm super grateful that I didn't have to experience some of the hardships during this time that other folks did. And so, um, yeah, we take a lot of things for granted just in our day-to-day life, dealing with family members, our drama, some of us live in drama, just different types of things that you don't have enough time to just sit back and think about it. Um, number three, of course, I knew this. The people that are close to me know this and my family knows this, but you all may not know this. My family means the entire world to me. Who knew that a few months away from your family could take such a huge toll on your well-being? And for me, consistently speaking to, talking to, taste, touch, feel, all of the senses with my family, it means a lot to me. I can't even explain it. So, for whenever I'm feeling in a rut or if I'm experiencing some type of hardship, just connecting with my family grounds me. <sighs> there I go, getting emotional again. This is not going to be a crying session. That is not what this is. <laughs> but when I'm going through tough times and I feel like there's no other options or I can't see a different point of view or different perspective, I try to connect with my loved ones, my family members, because they ground me, they give me a sense of purpose, and they bring me back to the reason of why. Why I'm here, why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm living the way that I live, and it's all to be happy and to Make my family proud of me. So for those of you who have maybe lost the connection with your family or if you experienced toxicity in your family, try to seek help. Get somebody that could that could be uh, impartial and that could help you connect back with your family. Or if you have friends that you consider family, stay connected with them because 
it's a difference in being alone and being lonely. And even though I've had time to travel before the lockdown, um, I even had to, I, I traveled to my best friend's house at the start of the lockdown. And so I was actually locked down at her house for about seven days. And then I decided it was just best to go home. So even in that time with being able to be off of work, travel, see my family and friends and go one last place before the bag fell out, the bottom fell out the bag, I would have did more things, stayed outside in the sun a little more, um, hugged my cousins a little tighter, um, spent a little more time with my pawpaw, you know, extra 30 minutes, extra 40 minutes, told them I loved them more because I didn't realize that I would not see these folks in like two to three months. That's crazy for me because even though they stay about six hours away, I make it my business to go visit my family. Uh, I don't know how some people do it. Some people just don't have family. And I couldn't even imagine how tough that is to not have family. Man, these people, <laughs> these people drive me crazy. I don't even think y'all understand. Family knows you the best so they can drive you the craziest. But I don't know what I would do without them. What's number four? Um, Number four is... Lord, I didn't lost my list. I don't know what's going on. What happened? Oh, four. I'm a praying woman, guys. Whew. I pray, 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 pray. And it's so weird because you think of a person who prays a lot would be super churchy. But I'm not the churchy type. I'm just going to be honest. I don't feel like you have to spend every waking moment in church or be connected to a church home or follow the pastor's every word like it's the Bible um, to have a relationship with God. And I know that might offend some people, and I'm not saying this to offend. This is my truth. I can only speak my truth only. I'm a praying woman, guys. I have not prayed this much in my life. And I pray a lot. So during this time, I have found myself praying a lot, a lot, a lot. Because that's the, that's the only thing that brings me peace. Talking to people I love. Praying or traveling. And since I'm unable to travel and I'm unable to see my family... Praying is the thing that brings me the most peace. And I just pray that we all keep living and that we're well. And that those of us that have lost loved ones can heal in this time. Try to gain some new normalcy. Ah, Man, this sucks. Again, fuck Rona. And number five, I'm pretty sure some of you have been experiencing this and it's not just me. Please say it ain't so, Joe, because 
no, you know what? I know that this is everybody else because I've seen it on every social media platform that you can think of. I'm addicted to online shopping. Now, listen to me. When the outside was open, I didn't even do this much shopping. But you closed me in with these credit cards and this fairly decent credit score and these big balances. And I'm just swipe, 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 virtually swiping this damn card every day. I'm sick of it. Sick of it. Come collect me right fucking now. I have been buying shit that I don't even necessarily need, that I don't necessarily want. But the internet is just open. It's just an open shop. If you got the money, you can spend it frivolously. I'm still on top of my bills. Don't get me wrong. But it's just something to be said about making a purchase online tracking that son of a bitch every second of the way <laughs> and getting that package on your doorstep and ripping it open and just enjoying having something new that in itself is an experience and I want you guys to do better and be better than me so please let's put up these fucking credit cards um, one of the things that I discussed on the other episode was how I was upset at our leaders, our leaders of this country, to be honest. And I was really on a soapbox ranting and raving about how it was handled. And the, the God's honest truth is the top leaders of this world could have known about this disease at the end of last year and nothing was done to prevent the spread of it. Nothing was done to close the borders and it hit us like a bomb and nobody expected it to be this way. Nobody expected it to last this long. Nobody expected it to be so detrimental. Nobody expected all of these people to lose their lives. No one could foresee the damage that could be done in a small amount of time. When I tell you I have grieved for the loss of people I have never met in my life, it is the saddest shit ever. People are losing families moms and dads and cousins and uncles and sisters and brothers. I can't even imagine being as close as I am to my family and everyone around me is gone when it could have been prevented by simple measures that our government could have put in place. It makes me angry beyond belief, but I'm not going to go down that road. I digress. I will not stand on a soapbox. Again, this is my perspective, my point of view, my vulnerability, <laughs> opening up to you guys and expressing to you how I feel and what I'm going through. Second, 
I miss my fucking co-hosts. <laughs> of course, I see my co-hosts at work. Um, oh, Snappish Dre is my supervisor now because that bitch got a promotion. <laughs> um, of course, uh, fabul- oh, fa- Fabulously Miranda is on the other side of the shift. So when I'm working, she's off and vice versa. And so is, um, Barishad. So I don't get to see them often as I would like, but at least I still get to see them and they seem to be in good spirits and good health. And they all have, um, good jobs and good health benefits. So they're doing better than a lot of Americans right now. So I'm pretty sure they're having their own humbling experiences. Um, but again, we're still better off than some of our counterparts. Um, I took for granted us getting together and recording and acting a damn fool and drinking and recording content. I, I literally took that for granted because I never thought that there would be a moment where recording would not be a thing. Had I known, I would have taken more time to record, 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 but we live and we learn. This is only season two. Um... I'm not a pro at this. I genuinely love recording content for you guys. So this is a a learning experience. How has it been for you guys during this time? I mean, to be honest, it did not seem real to me. Of course, things aren't real until they start affecting you personally and so I haven't personally had to deal with the death and destruction of this pandemic but recently my great aunt my great great aunt to be exact and my great great uncle were diagnosed with COVID-19 and so until something is in your face and it affects you, it's not as real as it is, if that makes sense. Um, Of course, if I were to meet someone on the street and they said that my dad died, my mom died, my cousin, so on and so forth, I would empathize with them, but it's still not real until it actually affects you and your family, until it's on your front line that you can see it, you know? Um, That's one of the things that sucks about this. I can remember being at work And hearing someone say, oh, it's in China. It's in China. And I was thinking, oh, we don't have shit to worry about. It's in China. It won't affect us. But if the borders aren't closed, of course it can affect you. And that just blows my mind that I would be 34 years old and so naive that I wouldn't even think that something in China could affect me here in America. That sounds stupid, but I've never had to live through a pandemic. And so it was not real to me until all of the folks 
in in New York, in LA, in Louisiana, my hometown, and then in Mississippi, people started dying that it became real to me. And I'm not taking for granted the experiences that other people have lived during this time, but it just wasn't my experience. And so until you learn through experience, you can only empathize, you can only empathize. Sometimes you can sympathize, but not empathize, if that makes sense. I can feel sorry for you, but I can't feel where you're coming from, if that makes sense. Um, This is crazy, guys. This is super crazy. I took for granted spending time with my family and friends. I took for granted sitting down in a restaurant and eating. I took for granted pumping gas without the fear that the air is covered in COVID-19 and the and the gas pump is 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 covered in COVID-19 all the little things that I could name now that we took for granted on a day-to-day basis is insurmountable and it's weird because I've always been a germaphobe with washing my hands and so I, I I've always incessantly washed my hands but now it's a new level and I just want to say shout out to all the people who, who are considered essential workers who had to work during this time instead of spending um, precious moments with your family that you may never get back because you lost some of them. And a super shout out to all the first responders who put their life on the line, um, the nurses, the firefighters, the EMTs, the paramedics, the police, anyone who had to put their life on the line to interact with the greater public. That's super fucking dope. You guys did a great job. You held it together. Even when our government didn't give you all the tools that you needed to hold us together and you fucking rock. I initially wanted this episode to be like 40 minutes long. I don't know if I have that much to talk about. Oh, so what I have noticed during this time is that a lot of the brand blasts that I have um, advertised over the past, in the past seasons, have some of them have definitely thrived during this time, even in a pandemic. So shout out to you guys for coming up with creative ways to make money for your businesses, even if it wasn't the way you had to handle business in the past, you all fucking rock. And to all the small businesses who had to close down and you're finding ways to come back and be creative, shout out to you. I'm not a business owner myself, but I I respect, respect, respect anybody who has the gumption to start a business, be their own boss, and keep it thriving even when the shit is hitting the fan. So shout out to y'all. Shout out to all the folks who have continued to listen to my podcast every day, even though I have not uploaded new content in the longest of times. But you have to understand that it. I had to learn a lot about myself during this time. I have been single for some time now. And so being being alone is not a challenge for me but 
even though I've been working and going to the store and, and, and doing the things that I need to do to make my day-to-day life continue and run smoothly, I feel lonely. It's tough feeling lonely. It's different being alone versus being lonely. The fact that I cannot have access to my loved ones as I need it, as I feel that I should have it, it makes me feel sad and it makes me feel lonely and it makes me angry. And I feel selfish at the same time saying this because folks on the other side of the world or just not in my world personally are losing their family members left and right. And I'm up complaining about not being able to see my family members. So it makes me feel selfish, but at the same time, this is my truth for me. I need interactions with my family. Ah, I'm not going to cry. I'm glad that this is a podcast and you can't see me (laughs) because you would probably judge me right now, but I don't give a shit. So to all the folks who lost people, who lost family members, friends, and loved ones, um, whatever it takes for you to have a good day, do that. If you have to take a hot bath and meditate, pray, watch TV, disconnect from social media, disconnect from the phone, do that. Whatever you can do to keep your head up and stay well, do it for yourself because you deserve it. And your loved ones that are gone to the other side will really want you to do what it takes to keep yourself well during this time. Shout out to y'all for listening. I hope this episode made sense. <laughs> you know, I like to leave you all on a um, on a positive affirmation. So after this quick break, I'm going to come back. I'm going to be peppier, cheerier, and I'm going to lead you out with love and light. And we're back. So I don't know if this makes sense to you all. But for me, since I feel like I'm grieving the loss of um, people who are passing that are not even physically connected to me or blood bound, it's still a time of bereavement, in my opinion, for me, because I'm grieving the loss of life in general. I'm grieving the loss of time and experiences with my family that I can't get back. And so the affirmations that I have are dealing with loss and I have a few of them. Hopefully you can connect to one and hopefully you'll see where I'm coming from. So in my sadness, I love myself for those of you again, who've lost people friends or family it's okay to be sad but remember do what you have to do to stay well because in the midst of sadness you still need to love yourself and it's okay to take time to grieve take all the time you need to grieve grief is a natural part of life and it is perfectly fine it does not make you weak it does not make you more vulnerable because you're grieving um and this one is a great one as well 
I let go of my sorrow, but I hold on to my love for my loved one. I'm wishing you guys love and light. And hopefully I can record something and get back to you guys soon. I love you all. Thank you for listening. And make sure you hit me up on the Wigs Off IG page. That way we can connect. Because believe it or not, connections are what may bring us through this trying time. So again, hit me up at the Wigs Off Podcast IG page or the Facebook page. Love you guys. Bye.